I, th- I heard that they're going to take the naked baby off the cover of Nevermind. What? Yeah. That guy's, like, filing a lawsuit because... Just start recording. It, it, it is. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> that, that guy's uh, fi- filing a lawsuit because... The baby? Yeah, the baby. Um, He's not a baby anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the baby uh, retained a lawyer, um, and and they, they, went, they went to baby court, um, or they're trying to go to baby court over the fact that it was, like, unconsensual sexual exploitation. Wait, is that really what... Yeah, I thought it was like uh, like that he wasn't properly compensated. No, 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 no. He he's it's like he, there's like a CP. Lawsuit. Oh yeah, yeah. He oh he's, he's alleging um, uh, like sexual exploitation or some something along those lines. Wow. This whole thing developed after uh, I guess the remaining two Nirvana guys didn't want to do some kind of art gallery thing with him. Yep, that'll happen. So Wait, what do you sue mean? your ass? Like he he had he was trying he's to an start. Artist. Yeah. Okay. The baby is a baby artist. He wanted Dave Grohl and Chris Novoselic yeah. to, what, like, feature in feature his, his he, finger like, paintings. Yeah, yeah. Can, can you guys come and uh, help help out my, my macaroni art and uh, finger painting? <laughs> That's so sick. Yeah. And then he's like, then he's like, you guys sexually abuse me. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. How did that picture even come about? Well, they got a baby made him naked and put him in a pool. Like, <laughs> well, when you say it like that, I think it seems like he has a pretty solid case. Yeah, I guess it's true. Yeah. yeah. ourselves probably yeah um so uh this is mind games a uh podcast we're doing about uh video games and propaganda and uh the military industrial complex in the deep state and i am uh dr pig bodiner cj because these are my friends and they know my real name so <laughs> now you you're always my friend redact too, it listener. later yeah the listeners are my friends yeah. too, though, so i'm, I'm cade <laughs> cade and i'm alex and uh yeah we're gonna be running through video games um trying to figure out what uh they have to say about you know the wars that we're always fighting and the the psyops that we're always being uh subjected to and um us being americans yeah us being americans and um how much fun they are to play um not really. Sometimes we'll probably talk about that. But, uh, yeah, so today we're talking about uh, Spec Ops The Line, which came out in... Two- 2012. 2012? Yep. Okay. I probably should have written that down. Yeah, it's all good. Um, and, uh, yeah, we all played through it, um, and we're going to... More or less. More or less, yeah. And uh, we're going to talk through it. Um, we should probably do like a quick plot summary. Yeah. For those of you who haven't played the game. Also, this is just... There are going to be spoilers here, but it's from 2012, so... Yeah. 
And it's safe to say, like, every episode we do, we're going to spoil shit. So, Correct. Um, yeah. Yeah. Bear with us. Um, all right. So, take a look here. Uh, game opens with three Delta operators arriving in Dubai after a catastrophic sandstorm has hit the city and blocked off all of the entrances and exits. Um, there's Captain Walker, who is the player character, and there's Riggs and Lugo? Yes. Yeah, Riggs and Lugo. Um, and the game chronicles you, you know, fighting through Dubai because early on you're contacted by a, uh, I believe, Lieutenant Conrad? Commander. Commander. Or something Conrad. Yeah. It's a reference to Joseph Conrad yep. in The Heart of Darkness. The whole thing's an adaptation kind of. Yeah. It's Heart an, of Darkness. Uh, and Apocalypse, Apocalypse Now, now which now, is also, yeah. yeah. Um, and um, Conrad contacts you and, and it, you know, at first glance, it sounds like Conrad has kind of established an authoritarian regime with the surviving uh, uh, citizens of Dubai um, using his unit. And it's called what the damned thirty third, the thirty third, yeah, thirty third, yep. yeah. Um, so, uh, Walker has known Conrad prior to the events of the game. Knows him to be an honorable man, a good soldier, and so the served under him in Kabul. Afghanistan. Kabul, that's yep. right, yeah, yep. yeah. Um, and then, uh, so you're kind of perplexed as to how, you know, this man that you knew could come to be. Everything went so wrong. Right. Yep. So you fight through, um, the CIA is hanging out, it turns out um, they're trying to, shocker, uh, kill all the survivors so that nobody can, you know, talk about what happened. Uh, and, uh, you know, you kill a ton of people, you kill uh, citizens of Dubai, you kill Americans, and then eventually um, you make your way to Conrad, and spoiler alert, turns out he's been dead the whole time. And you, as Captain Walker, have been hallucinating that he's talking to you um, and giving you orders and kind of taunting you. Um, and then you have some choices that we'll probably talk about later in terms of how you, as the player character, resolve that. So uh, I guess we should talk about, you know, quick, uh, what do you guys think of the game? Um, <laughs> I figured out that I don't like cover shooters as much as I thought I might. Yeah, they kind of suck. Yeah. Um, and also that the game's fucked up. <laughs> it's yeah. disturbing. Yeah. It's a good starter topic for us, I feel like, because it's so pointedly anti-military uh, game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very much a game about how military games are bad and shouldn't be played. Yeah, or and there's a lot of, uh, lot of times where they mention having a, a choice and then your character always comes back and says there is no choice so we must do the worst thing possible <laughs> yeah. which is how you know most military shooters is kind of the the way that they all go yeah yeah so this game really reminded me of how long it's been since i've played a good first person shooter <laughs> well this uh, is a third person we should third say person. third person sorry shooter, third yeah. person shooter um yeah, uh, definitely slacking. Um, I was shocked at how frequently I was getting killed on easy mode. Um, I went to adjust the settings and then realized, no, it's it's It doesn't operator. get any easier. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just a baby. Um, 
Aside from that, though, I mean, the, the graphics are great. Yeah, it's um, real pretty, especially for being in a desert. Yeah. Um, the controls are a little bit wonky, but I feel like that is pretty common in that era. Um, yeah. And I definitely found myself um, not getting behind the cover and just, like, jumping right into a dome rock. <laughs> Trying to commando everything? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, I mean, I would say it's, like, probably the closest thing i played in recent history as far as like the level of violence and like blood and gore and just like the way the ai is programmed to react to getting shot and stuff <laughs> it's probably closest to like last of us 2 so it's it's like ahead of its time in a way of like making you feel, feel like everything shit. that you mm. are doing to everybody you're shooting yeah yeah like pretty much every cut scene just feels like Joel's daughter getting shot up in the <laughs> yeah. opener of Last of Us. Well, and you, so. as you progress through the game, the kind of worse things get and the more bad, you know, quote, bad decisions you're making, the more your character kind of is getting more it's apathetic and, right. and just, like, filled with rage. I mean, he goes from saying, like, got him to, like, like got that fucker to, yeah. to like, yeah. And even, I mean, like, the executions. The, I was going to say the executions, yeah, you... You know, at first it's very he like. I mean, as as like humane right. in quotations. But by the end of it, you literally are sticking your barrel, the barrel of your gun, in Blown the enemy's mouth, and just like yeah, popping their head off. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, the game really like in terms of how it looks and how it feels to play it. I don't think it like it's not a particularly fun game mechanically, and in terms of like what it looks like, it's also not fun. Right? Yeah, it's. Well, I think it does a much better job, especially just the nature of being like a third person game, like feeling like seeing what the character's going through and like the character kind of his look devolves throughout the game. Mm -hmm. And yeah. like just I feel like with a lot of the like FPS games, you're more detached. So you see a lot more of like what they're doing and how they're doing it. So it's kind of it, it's even more it immersive harder. in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, I mean, the content is, is, I mean, even for a war game, which I think typically have pretty gruesome shit in it, uh, it, I mean, there's one scene and you know, we can probably talk about this now, but the white phosphorus mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. a recurring thing in the game. And if you've ever heard of the game, you know what we're talking about. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of what it's known for, but there's, there's, I think what the first instance it shows up is you walk through. So the thirty third shoot uses you see them use white phosphorus right. and you're commenting on it. Yep. And later you come across a situation where you're like, we're totally we have no way to get through these. Right. There's all these soldiers. So oh look, there's a white phosphorus mortar right here. Let's pop this baby yeah. off and yeah, and then and then you have to walk through the carnage. Correct. Um, you have no choice. There's a couple instances where you can like commit acts of brutality that are or not but this one you have to do it to progress through the game right and you uh, so you end up you fire the mortars and importantly like you're playing you as the player character are looking at a computer screen that's from a drone or some kind of aerial vehicle yeah and you're not really seeing until you have to walk through and you you know deploy the munitions over all these enemies which i mean every time uh, most of the time we're referring to enemies in this game. It's just other American soldiers that are yeah. occupying Dubai. Um, but so you, you fire 
and you kill all these American soldiers. And then as you're walking through, you find out that there were also like 50 civilians mm-hmm. in like a, not a bunker, but like, you know, kind of seeking shelter and you kill all of them. And right. it's this really poignant moment where there's a, a woman who's holding a child and they're just like burnt to a fucking crisp. Yep. Yeah. And this game really kind of stands out because I mean, we, we've all played Call of Duty where you're doing either some kind of Overwatch mission or mm-hmm. what have you. The AC-130 mission. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's very disconnected. Oh, from above or something? Yeah. Yeah. And um, you don't hear the people screaming. Where, whereas <laughs> with, with this uh, this specific mission, like, the the longer it goes on, for, first you hear, like, the, the enemy combatants, um, in this case the 33rd, uh, shooting back at you and, and trying to stop you from doing whatever you're doing. And then it, it slowly fades into just everybody screaming as they're it's being turned into like help. well done steak. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, that's just one instance of, I mean, that's the most intense instance, but you know, the game asking these questions about what does it mean to play a war game? Right. What does it mean to, you know, look at the screen. I mean, the player character is doing what you're doing, right? Like right. the character is looking at a little laptop and like clicking a button and dropping bombs. Right. And then it's like, what kind of effect does that has have on him? And then, you know, in like a reciprocal way, what kind of effect does that have on you as the player as you're playing these games, as people do, you know, playing hundreds and hundreds of rounds of multiplayer, in right. Call of Duty or Battlefield or, you know, playing with your friends on Halo or whatever, like, you know, the game is very like interested in interrogating what it means to play a war game. Yeah, this well, they is definitely... Oh, go on. Well, no, they just make a big point of, like, when you start the game, you're killing insurgents, civilians, whoever rose up. It should be just listener. They're not... I mean, they are insurgents in the game, but they are just citizens of Dubai who right. are trying to defend their home, yeah. just to be clear. But in, yeah. In the, yeah. Yeah, you, but... And then it makes a switch to where you are. I feel like a big, big point of the game is to question, you know, all these other war games. Is you're pretty much like within the first third of the game, you're shooting and killing other American soldiers. Yeah. And then it gets even more complicated from there. But yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think it's important to remember the context in which this game came out. So. Do either of you know off the top of your head when Modern Warfare Call of Duty came out? 2008, that's what I thought. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, prior to 2008, you know, first-person shooters were definitely a, a pretty big market, but you had lots of World War II first-person shooters. Yep. Um, pretty lit, you know, like GoldenEye was big. But, you know, as far as war games go, it was dated, right? Like yeah, Modern zero. Warfare, like, opened the floodgates for yeah. every modern shooter. Right. Yeah, you had, like, your um, Tom Clancy titles, um, yeah, but, but they're very so. very niche, like... Yeah, to, Modern yeah. Warfare was the first became. game where it's, like, a huge, hyper-successful game where you're in something that could be happening Today. right now right. <laughs> overseas. Right. And so... <laughs> And then that's 2008, and then you have a couple years where Battlefield jumped on the bandwagon, I think, with Bad Company. Yeah. Um, Call of Duty, obviously, they release World at War, and then they do Modern Warfare 2, and then um, it doesn't matter what came after that. Um, and then, you know, a number of other games jumping to, like, these, this, these gritty, thoughtful, you know, like, let's not look to the past, but let's look at, like, these forever wars that we've started in the early 20th century that we're, like, still kind of mm-hmm. stuck in. 
And so this game is coming kind of not at the tail end because we still live in you know a world that where everyone's playing these games, but coming after a few years of this and kind of saying like, well, let's look at like what this what this is saying. Like, right. what are these games trying to communicate? Mm-hmm. Um, I also think it's worth talking about the game as you know a, a work of like climate fiction or a game about climate because you know it's set during an environmental catastrophe, which you know happens more and more often these days, and. Uh, um, a big plot point is that the, I mean I mentioned earlier that the CIA wants to kill all the survivors and they want to do that by uh, stealing all the water remaining in yep. the city and uh, crashing the trucks which they do um, and so the game is kind of staging and playing out like you know the human cost of climate change right mm-hmm. so I've been commandeering the mic, so I'm going to show you this. <laughs> Preach on it. Tell us about white, white phosphorus. Oh. Um, what is it? How's it work? Willie Pete. All right. So white phosphorus is an incendiary munition. It's also commonly used with uh, as a component in tracer ammo, and okay. it is pyrophoric, and it burns really fucking hot. And you can't really put it out yeah, once it's it starts glue, burning. Right? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's and um, it burns through most everything. Also, there are issues with the fumes, the phosphorus Great. pentoxide vapor. Yeah, they um, mention that is, in the game while they're walking yeah. through the scene. Yeah, it 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 is toxic. Um, it's not great stuff. Uh, we'll we'll cook you instantaneously. Yeah, and I I, I was reading something about how and i think you even see in the game boxes of water pellets so what they do is they drop these big sprays of water and then they drop the white phosphorus so everything that gets wet just goes up it goes up and it jesus so anything it touches it will just it'll burn until it can't burn anymore and it literally Mm. has no like (laughs) Fuel and it burns at hundreds and hundreds of degrees. Thousands. Thousands and thousands yes. of degrees. Yeah, uh, is it a war crime to use it? Um, I don't know. We can. No. I've seen that too. Or Listener, do your own research. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I think it's something where they've they've kind of tried to make it a war crime, but it's still. It, I mean, we're we're. I think we still use it. Right. Well. Mm. I mean, the, the, the white phosphorus thing for, really stuck out for me. Oh, what's up? So it is um, banned. The use is banned against civilians targets. <laughs> okay. Right. So it's meaningless. Yeah. 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 Fair um, game. Fair game. Yeah. The, the, the white phosphorus, aside from like the horror of the scene, really struck out to me because um, in preparing to record this, uh, I watched, I think all of us probably watched a video on YouTube of some real life uh, Delta operators, special ops, some spec ops guys who were giving their commentary as like they were either playing the game or watching gameplay. Yep. And um, these are dudes who have, you know, seen, you know, combat Mm -hmm. in a similar, you know, capacity as the characters and i.e. war crimes. Yeah. War crimes. Yeah. They get fucking pumped as soon as the white yeah and i mean they have like uh i watched two but the the one that's the the worst of the two is they have no real context for anything in the game so like every time they see something 
being used, it's like, oh yeah, I, I love that. Stuff. I know that that really works. <laughs> yeah. Oh, drop some Willie Peets. It's yeah. Like, oh, okay. Exactly. That's, that's not your first encounter with these. No. Right. Um, and you know, I was I was thinking about those videos in the context of you know when I finished the game because uh, there's some quote someone said that like you can't make an anti-war movie, right? That the the aestheticization of violence is Coppola so compelling. Well, who? Coppola. Oh really? Yep. Okay. About making uh... what war movie did? Come on, you got this. Because I don't. <laughs> uh, the one where we just talked Apocalypse about now. Apocalypse Now. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. All right. Um, but anyways, so you know, like it's impossible to make an anti-war movie because the when you aestheticize violence in that way, it 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 becomes like enjoyable no matter how like horrific it is right and i think you know i'm I, throughout this podcast you know i think we'll probably come back to this concept and figure out how we feel about it but like i like if this is the most anti-war game you can make and it's definitely one of the most anti-war games i've ever played sure i'm not convinced that you can make a real anti-war game yeah um it it even though it's horrific and even though it's you know I mean, you're still doing the yeah. acts, and it's kind of like they say. There's a time at the end of the game when he's talking to the a commander who doesn't exist. It's like you know, at any point, you could have just stopped. Yeah. But it's like, well, yeah, I, I, you just don't play the game. Yeah. Or you don't. But it's like, but you do. The thing is happening. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, and we should say too. Um, I don't remember if we really covered this, but. At the end, it turns out that Conrad has been dead the whole time. Yeah, I did say that. You did, yep. Yeah, I'm so stupid. Oh, it's all good. Um, but um, but yeah, like you know, the game tells you like you could have put this down, you could have stopped, right? And you didn't. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, there's plenty of like you know popular lefty figures on the internet who play these games, and plenty of lefty people, people whose politics you know we would all probably agree with. I mean, we play these games, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, I'm just not convinced that it's possible to send that kind of message. Um, right. Because... I mean, the whole point of the thing is it's like, in, on some degree, it's supposed to be fun and satisfying. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's like, regardless right. of how horrible it is, it's like you're still doing it because you want to be entertained or want to take part in this thing. Right. Yeah. And it, it, I mean, it does come down <clears throat> to entertainment because, it, at, you know, at the end of the day, you know these wars you know we don't have a draft anymore you know so you're not it's not like your cousin or your brother you know is getting shipped overseas against their will like for a lot of people these wars don't exist outside of Mm -hmm. the news and then games and movies which are entertainment yeah especially for like the middle and upper class in the society where right that where you're not you know living in middle america and you your options are join the military or or take Just, on student loans and right, go exactly. nowhere. Yeah. Well, it's the same. I mean, it's that's why, like, the game when it came out, it was so like divisive because there's so many people and reviewers or just people playing it who are like, you know, I don't want to. I want to play a game and do the thing. <laughs> I don't want to think about everything that I'm doing <laughs> yeah. in the game. It's the same reason, like something like The Last of Us Two is like, uh, outside of story stuff, everybody is so upset over. It. It's like, well, I don't want to have to feel bad about like 
murdering people in yeah. this game that's a hundred percent just about murdering people yeah yeah it's, it's this like is a paradoxical to be fun. thought process yeah right um but yeah um so i think that that's something that we should come back to is the idea of the possibility of an anti-war yep. game because um, the games we're going to cover down the road are definitely not critical of the military industrial yeah. complex like this one is there's one i can think of but what is it the this Call war of Duty, war right? of mine oh yeah this war of mine but you're not playing a soldier yeah you're playing somebody surviving in the background while war is Happening. going on yeah yeah i'm excited to get to that one yeah. i think that will probably be more effective in what, yeah because they're kind of, kind of trying to do this but it's thing. still not it's not the same thing because you aren't playing the person right doing the horrible acts <laughs> right um so yeah um i mean i think we could probably uh what did you guys think of the ending what did you think of conrad being dead the whole time it turns out that you've basically been hallucinating this, this um, character i mean the they really make the hallucinations get more and more significant throughout the game and like kind of i mean the people your two buddies who are fighting with you the whole time uh one of them is eventually lynched and the other one just kind of gives up because you're clearly have gone mad so i think it was like a satisfying ending but at the same time it was like you knew something was off the whole time because like none of this should have happened or like there's no good reason well like the whole premise of this game is uh the guys are supposed to go in there and uh find survivors and get them and then immediately call for uh, backup or assistance or evac i don't even know if they're technically supposed to find survivors i think they're just supposed to get like assess and just call and be like we're here you know here's our location yeah come and you know you as the player facilitate that entire mission being right. you know fucked well the first person you shoot like the your two other guys are like well we don't know who that is or what's <laughs> yeah. going on and it's like i don't i think you have a choice whether or not you shoot or not you wind up shooting regardless but yeah. uh well cuz they they end up opening fire those are the guys standing on top of the bus yep yeah, yeah. but i think like after the first hour or so like it's if you're paying attention it's clear there's no real outside of him saying i need to find the commander and fi- figure out what's going on right there's no real reason to be there <laughs> yeah. yeah well and i mean you know, since i finished the game i've been like thinking about that you know i mean there's just i don't think there's a single like character that you could that is good in right. the whole game yeah. right like cuz mm-hmm. there's not really very many big characters outside of the main three and then Conrad. Mm-hmm. Um, but even Conrad, I mean, cause Conrad was there at one point and right. was trying to do some kind of, you know, f- you know, thread some kind of social fabric together. Um, but I mean, I think the implication is that there was no reason for him to be there in the first place either. Right. Right. Like there's no reason that the survivors of the storm couldn't have on their own, you know, banded together yeah. and, and worked things out. And the message he sends is already like, to- that's like the premise of the game is like totally hopeless. Like ev- there's, he's, I think he says like survivor or er, dead too many. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
like and obviously he like killed himself shortly after yeah um but yeah there's no sense that any anything he was doing was any different than what like if he had just kept going it would have just been the same outcome mm-hmm. which right. is why he was just like screw it <laughs> so um so if you look into the uh, wikipedia on this and that they uh somebody's taken the time to uh break down all the different uh, intelligence things that you find mm. a- along the way um, and piece together the story and allegedly like conrad defies orders um on the way back from afghanistan and takes his whole uh battalion, battalion or, or division or regiment right what have you um to dubai to to try to assist <laughs> in this and at that point they're trying to gain control of the situation and implement martial law and then they do a whole bunch of like commit a whole bunch of atrocities right. and then there is a uh a coup attempt against Conrad. Mm. And so that also kind of adds the ambigu- ambiguity of this entire situation. Yeah. And I mean, there's like the whole question of like the heroism of American soldiers or whatever, because like Conrad was clearly tried to do something and it just turned out that everything went horribly. You go there and you're by force of will trying to do good the CIA you encounter are doing CIA stuff, which they know isn't good, but it's like for yeah. the good of America, right? We or will for do our interests or whatever. We will do what we need to do, but all that ever happens of any interaction with the people of Dubai who are left is just like they get slaughtered, slaughtered. from mm-hmm. one American, some American sources, right? Killing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I think it's also worth mentioning that that you can find a piece of intelligence that talks about how all the rich people in Dubai, which, you know, there's plenty of rich right. people in Dubai. They're all gone. Like, mm-hmm. none of them are here suffering. It's all the working class, the, the basically indentured mm-hmm. servants that maintain and build the city who are stuck there as it's dying. Right. Who are people who are already, like, in real life. Yeah. <laughs> are, like, living in horrible conditions, have nothing, right. are paid nothing. A lot of times they're, like, trapped there. Yeah. It's, yeah. So they're it's just bad on top of that yeah um and i mean talking about you know american heroism at the end uh one point conrad says uh you're here because you wanted to be something you're not um which i thought was interesting in that you know sure every soldier and every fucking cop and they all think that they're you know big heroes big strong men whatever um but also like reflecting back on the player I mean, I think on some level, if not all, you know, people playing these games, at least a lot of them are kind of doing that too. Like yeah, the fantasy here, is that yeah. you're you're there to to you know. You're well, you're here to be a soldier. You're, right. You're here to to do to bring to do something world peace or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and when these games have these these big narrative arcs and they have these like high stakes, mm-hmm. even if it's not a war game, right? Like that's what we go to games for. Right. Right. Is to, you know feel good about something yeah exactly yeah. like fill the fill the a void um and you know the game is directly t- telling you like nah you're like a loser piece of shit like right that's why you're playing that's why you're enacting these violent fantasies um so yeah definitely is not a feel good uh no experience. <laughs> yeah not quite <laughs> one thing that i i thought was interesting 
was the how kind of disconnected the whole game feels right like you're i mean i mean there's narrative explanations for it right like there's the sandstorm that's making it hard for you to radio out of the city yeah but like you are aimless there's no there's nobody that you're answering to right like yeah outside of this conrad figure but and there's no major outside of get to conrad figure out what's going on with conrad there's no major plot point. yeah, it's yeah just, there's, there's no plot and there's there's no one just kill giving, everybody on the way you think for a military game there would be someone giving you orders right right but I, that was making me think about you know as the i mean you know it's not like the military was good when it wasn't privatized but as the U.S. military has become more and more privatized as we've been using more contractors. You know, having these kind of free agents just in war zones enacting their own plans. I mean, you saw that in Blackwater when they would mm-hmm. just drive around and just be like, no, 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 blow the shit out of that car. Right. And yeah, I mean, it's obviously like an exaggeration, but it's just like, you know, how much possible damage can three guys <laughs> do? And just it's like, the answer's a lot. Yeah, and I mean... A lot of it is just like, if yeah. You think three guys is a lot. Try 19. Yeah. <laughs> if at any point, yeah, if there's any kind of <laughs> oversight or or just like, yeah, radioing for anybody to figure out what's going on, but it's all just like on the character to to do what he thinks is right. Right, which, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll say I don't have any military experience or anything, but from what I've read and, and heard, like that's not – a super far cry in certain places sure. at certain times, yeah. right? Like that's, it's not like that's never happened before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, we'll talk about the CIA more in future episodes when we talk about spy games and shit, but, um, you know, them, uh, going in and doing cleanup and by cleanup, I mean, you know, leaving thousands yeah. of people to literally die of thirst. Um, that's not outside the purview of their, no, that seems totally legit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's I mean, like the most realistic part of the game. And the CIA yeah. guy crashes the trucks full of water, which is the only water in the city. He's crushed underneath one of them. Yeah, and he's and at the end of the day, he's like, you know, if we had stolen the water, which was the plan, it wouldn't have made it wouldn't have made a difference if we we crashed the trucks because we had to. Uh, but it's like that's not the point. It's just so that America isn't blamed for this in the <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah um and it, i mean i think it's worth mentioning you do have the choice of uh putting him out of his misery or leaving him. or leaving him to burn yeah. and obviously there's only one choice <laughs> yeah um that that was probably the only like really satisfying moment in the game how many, how many lists is this podcast gonna put all of us on <laughs> within the first episode too many yeah um but uh but yeah so I just thought that that was interesting. These idea, this idea of, you know, you think of the the hierarchy of the military, but um, when you're dealing with contractors, which happens a lot, I think yeah. that that's you know. Well, and you just never really know. I mean, you put the trust in in whatever <laughs> right. is out there, and it's like yeah. you don't actually know what's ever going on. Yeah. Um. So. Let's see if there's anything else that I wanted to bring up. Um, oh yeah, I did want to mention. Um, if it wasn't, if you're playing the game and you know you're kind of missing the point 
uh, it becomes very obvious at one point because Conrad straight up says, you know, what's the need for all this violence? Uh, you know, why, why are you doing this? And he's talks to attack. He's like, oh, uh, it's probably all those video games you guys are playing. And yep. it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that explains a lot. Yeah. Yeah, they make a few, like, video game jokes throughout the whole thing. So if you don't catch it, it's like... <laughs> yeah. I mean, when have uh, people misinterpreted media, though? I mean, everybody watches <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street and is like, wow, that that's a bad dude. And uh-huh. um, I don't want to just do a whole bunch of blow and fuck a whole bunch of hookers. Like, I've never watched Twitter meltdown for three days straight, you know, trying to figure out are the good fellas actually good, good. fellas? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's never been a question that I've considered. Wait, but the Sopranos, they're just they're just dudes being bros and hanging out <laughs> with their guys, man. Just, yeah, exactly. Um, fun times. Yeah. But yeah, all in all, um, it's a pretty challenging game. I wouldn't say it's fun in terms of gameplay. Yeah, I would definitely content. say it's worth playing, but it's not... It's not... <laughs> it's a little dated and it's also like yeah. uh yeah not not a not, a not very good. satisfying I yeah mean, i i think we do have to ask the question though what's that question is this game praxis <laughs> <laughs> um uh i'm gonna come out and say no games are praxis that's my official position on this podcast <laughs> uh video games are probably satanic and should not be exist <laughs> if i had my way but they do and so here we are a lot of green on green yeah yeah but it's still you know still a video game okay which, would, again our satanic would you say it's praxis i don't know what that is right. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah baby there i'm not indoctrinated i'm so sorry uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um i should say that you yeah, uh, obviously this we're is all most, very dumb. Yeah, this, this is the most qualified group of individuals <laughs> ever. None of us been have been, a, ever been in the military. Mosquito-ridden uh-uh. porch. We probably told the story wrong. Yep. Just we're just giving some opinions. Yeah, we're just, just just having kinda, a good time. Trying to make sense of it. Sitting on the porch. Yeah. Yep. Talking with the fellows. Um. How, how's your mosquito bite count coming? It's bad. Bad. I, like I'm very itchy right now. <laughs> is that a good place to wrap it up? You think? Um. I did want to say one other thing. I forgot what it was, though. So maybe. Anything else that you wanted to add? It's by far Nolan North's like most impressive performance of all video <laughs> games. Oh. Uncharted can eat, eat, eat its heart out. Yeah, I do. Okay, so um, I, I just think we should probably wrap it up. Um, so, I mean, I'll say first off, if you've listened to all of this, uh, thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, good job. You made, you it, made, it, made through. it through. Do you feel like a hero yet? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, thank you. You should have um, heard that in the headphones, man. That sounds fucking great. <laughs> uh, and we're going to try to do this once a week, but we're still figuring it out. Although by the time you're hearing this, listener, it's You'll know if it's once a week or twice a week. We got four more coming your way if you're. Or it will have just never been released. Yeah, this will never. And it's just another special op that went unnoticed. (laughs) Um, And uh, yeah, uh, please tell a friend if you enjoyed this, um, because you know we're trying to. uh, Like I said, everybody plays video games now. Um, Esports are like one of the biggest industries in the world, and so 
And a great uh, recruiting ground for Exactly. They're, that's what I'm saying, man. They're fucking propaganda. Speaking and of which, what's on the docket for next time? We should uh, treat them as such. Uh, the next episode, the plan is to do uh, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. So we'll the try OG. to hit... Yeah, mm-hmm. try to hit some of the big ones, and then the one that started it all. <laughs> um, a uh, just kind of a teaser, you know. We're gonna talk about this stuff, and we also have some spy shit on the radar. We want to get to uh, Splinter Cell and Metal Gear uh, at some point, and we're also going to hopefully down the road branch off into some weirder, deeper political shit. MK Ultra, you know, domestic ops. Domestic Ladio, um, Operation Condor. <laughs> yeah, all the, all the real fun stuff. So stay tuned. Yeah. On that note. <laughs> and who are you? Listening. Oh, uh, I'm uh, Doctor Pig Bodine or CJ. And I'm Cade. You want me to be. <laughs> and I'm Alex. Or. And uh, uh, this was you, mind are, games. Are, are we doing uh, any plugs? <laughs> or should we? What plugs? <laughs> Butt plugs. <laughs> Jesus Christ, we almost made it. <laughs> oh, we were so close. Um, um, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm uh, at pussy underscore 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 teeth. Um, you can follow me at uh, at Mr. Cheese Pills. I guess if you want to follow me, my Twitter is at Cade Likes Music 8. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Because I'm a little baby man. Yeah, but... um. And we're going to make a, a podcast page eventually. So, um, yeah, thanks for listening.